You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone podcast, courtesy of Rocket Sports Media and Rocket Sports Radio. Uh, you can find us, of course, at thepresszone.fm. We are so happy to hear uh, that you are with us today. Uh, we've got a a shorter show for you today uh, because really it is starting to be crunch time as we lead up to the draft next week. So uh, some exciting things coming, uh, but we have a fun and exciting show today. We're going to start off with a special announcement that I have that really affects all of you who have loyally listened to us and followed our coverage here at Rocket Sports Media of the Montreal Canadiens and the Laval Rocket for, oh my goodness, 11 years, 12 years, 13 years. Uh, we have an exciting announcement for you. Uh, and in the second segment, Patrick Williams is going to be joining us from Cali, people. He is uh, he's going to call into the studio from California where he is there uh, waiting with bated breath for Game 7 of the Calder Cup Final. And he's going to give us all the scoop from Coachella Valley. Uh, Palm Desert is where he is at right now. So it's a, it's a great show for you today. If you haven't done so already, be sure that you are following us on Twitter at Rocket Sports. You can also follow us at The Press Zone. You can follow me if you'd like, at Flyers Rule. I should introduce myself if, if, if you're new to the show, actually. My name is Amy Johnson. I'm the uh, lead uh, correspondent for our AHL Laval Rocket and prospect coverage uh, here at Rocket Sports Media. Um, I also do Habs coverage uh, on occasion uh, in the written form, as well as not only hosting and producing this podcast each and every week, which covers the Laval Rocket and Habs prospects uh, and some AHL news, but I also host and produce a weekly YouTube show uh, called Habs Hockey Report and uh, really uh, encourage you to head over to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash allhabs and subscribe over there uh, so that you don't miss an episode of my show, Habs Hockey Report and the Canadians Connection podcast which can now be found uh, on our YouTube channel as well. Some of that, if you're a longtime listener, you'll have noticed that I that there was something that I missed in the introduction that I normally say. And that's part of our big exciting announcement today. Um, normally, I would tell you that we are, you know, we find our home on the AHL report, ahlreport.com. 
And while, yes, you can still follow us at the AHL Report on Twitter, uh, we'll still have Laval News there for you and so forth. Uh, some exciting news happened for Rocket Sports within the last week or so, and that is that Rick Stevens, our fearless leader, our president, founder, editor-in-chief, former co-host of, of this show, um, he has uh, he's really been working hard over all of the years that Rocket Sports has been in existence, and uh, people in the hockey media community have noticed what a quality product he puts out, the kind of journalistic standards that we have at Rocket Sports, and the standards that we have for our journalists at Rocket Sports. And as such, uh, he has now become the site editor for the Montreal team site, the Montreal Canadiens team site at thehockeynews.com. And so, uh, first of all, huge congratulations to Rick for for that accomplishment. It's it's certainly uh, well-deserved and uh, something to uh, you know, a definite feather to put in your cap. Uh, and it's very exciting. It means, um, you know, you've heard, uh, if you, if you've, if you've been a subscriber of the hockey news for any amount of time, if you follow them online, you know that they have this, uh, new initiative that they want to have a dedicated team website for all 32 NHL teams, uh, just in the, in their digital media realm, just on their website. Uh, and that's of course the hockey news, uh, powered by sports illustrated. Um, and so that means that each NHL franchise will be represented with their own website on thehockeynews.com, uh, where you'll get all of the latest news analysis and, and so forth about the Montreal Canadiens and uh, the Laval Rocket, and and so on and so forth. And our fearless leader, Rick Stevens, was the gentleman who was selected and approached to do that for the Montreal Canadian site. So uh, that also means that the rest of our writing team, including myself here at Rocket Sports, um, get to help produce that content for him at the Hockey News Montreal. Uh, And so you will find... Uh, our original writing um, and coverage of the Canadians and the Laval Rocket will now be found at thehockeynews.com slash Montreal. Um, it's, a, it's a really easy way. Make sure you bookmark, visit it, bookmark it, visit it every day. There will be new content all the time. And, uh, you know, our, our Rocket Sports media, multimedia productions like our podcasts, like our YouTube shows, um, while they do still remain that's still a separate entity. Those are things that we produce under under the Rocket Sports Media moniker, but we will share them with you um, and with with other Habs fans over at uh, thn.com slash Montreal as well. So um, it's very exciting. It's a very exciting time for the Rocket Sports Media team. I am, I think I'm still, I think it still hasn't all quite sunk in yet, but it's, it's quite, um, for me personally, um, it's pretty exciting to see your name on a byline uh, with the Hockey News logo in the corner. Uh, and all of that has been due not only to the hard work and dedication and standards that Rick Stevens had set so many years ago, uh, also to the incredible team that he has uh, collated and put together, uh, my teammates around me and so forth. Uh, but it's also really down to all of you, our listeners, our readers, our followers, our subscribers. Uh, you are all the ones that we do this for. And because of your uh, loyalty and consistent readership and listenership and friendship uh, on social media and so forth over all more than uh, over more than a decade, uh, all of these elements all came together to make this happen. And uh, we're looking forward to continuing to bring you the coverage that you've know, come to know and trust from us uh, for a long time to come, uh, just on a new platform. 
So that is the news there. Um, I don't really know how you can top that um, at all, <laughs> really. It's very exciting. We'll have more uh, more about that to come. And uh, like I said, if uh, if you haven't done so already, be sure you subscribe to this podcast. Just hit the subscribe button in whatever podcast player you're listening to this this show to right now. Uh, we encourage you to share this podcast on your favorite social media platform and be sure you're following at Rocket Sports uh, on Twitter. That is where not only Rick Stevens uh, tweeting from there, of course, um, and our Rocket Sports content, but all of the content that's curated from the THN Montreal site will appear there as well. So if you want to stay locked in with all of that, be sure you're following us there. And uh, for the moment, for the time being, we're going to take a very quick break. On the other side, uh, when we come back, Patrick Williams is calling in right from California, sunny California, uh, where he is in the midst of what is turning to be a grind out battle to the very bitter end to find out who's going to hoist the Calder Cup uh, championship trophy this year. So you don't want to miss a minute of it. Stay with us. We are uh, chugging right along right here on the Press Home podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. New customers download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casinos at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10-plus leg requisite for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Welcome back to the Press Home Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio, part of Rocket Sports Media. Uh, We are so glad that you are here with us this week. Once again, my name is Amy Johnson. You can follow me on Twitter at Flyers Rule. You can also be sure to follow this podcast at The Press Zone or at Rocket Sports for all of the latest Montreal Canadiens and Laval Rocket news. Uh, Also, do us a favor. If you haven't done so already, tap that subscribe button and also hit that share button and share this episode on your favorite social media platforms so that you can tell your Habs and Laval Rocket friends uh, that you have a great podcast for those kinds of things that you like to listen to. Well, I mentioned it in the first segment uh, that 
Mr. Patrick Williams is in sunny California, yay, uh, all the way over there on the West Coast. And uh, he was gracious enough to make sure that he didn't want to miss out getting to talk to all of his uh, favorite listeners here on the Press On Podcast and the AHL Hot Stove segment. So I am very proud and happy to welcome into the show all the way from Cali, Mr. Patrick Williams. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks. How are the, is it, it's, are you surrounded by palm trees? Some palm trees, but like mostly just mountains. Mountains. Two things you don't see a lot here are sort of non-palm trees. (laughs) The trees you see are all palm trees. You don't just see like a green maple tree or something, right? No. And a lot of like just gravel and desert and dirt and rocky mountain type terrain right like it's very very different like even hershey where it's like especially right now like it's very green like oh yeah farmland and farmland rolling hills sure you know and then you come here and it just is like (laughs) very very stark right it's mars yeah yeah (laughs) it's you just the only grass you see here is basically as if it's like manicured you know landscape grass i see a very different landscape here well fortunately uh where you're spending most of your time while you're there does look familiar and that is inside a hockey arena um and boy you know when you and i talked last week it was it was looking pretty dire for the hershey bears because coachella had started you were in coachella valley for the games one and two where the firebirds shut out the hershey bears uh in back-to-back games And it kind of looked like Coachella was just going to absolutely roll right through Hershey. But it turns out games three, four, and five in Pennsylvania uh, all went Hershey's way. And they ended up leading the series after game five, three to two, to force everything back to Coachella Valley. It's it's incredible uh, what the turnaround was like once Hershey got on their home ice. Uh, can you talk just a bit about what that three games was like um, and, and the differences that you saw between those three games and the first two games? Yeah, it was, it's been a weird series. I was telling someone this last night, like we're six games in and I don't have a good feel for this series at all. Wow. Like usually I, I find that, you know, within a game or two, I can pretty much for the most part, get a feel for a series and kind of like, how how does everything fit together? How do these opponents play off each other? Um, kind of what's what's happening, right? And in here, it's just Hershey. Like I don't think Hershey was necessarily the better team in any of their three wins. It's just that Coachella looked somewhere maybe midway through Game Four looked like they hit a wall and really were tired. And then certainly that was the case in game five. They just looked like a team that was out of gas. And then you're thinking, okay, well, maybe that's where the series is going, right? And then game six comes out and they're flying. And like, sure, some of it, like, you'd figure, okay, it's the home home ice boost and all that. But like, there was only like, I don't know what it was, maybe what, 48 hours of turnaround time, you know, between game five and game six complete with a, you know, coast to coast trip, you know, flying out there and all that and mm-hmm. back on the ice. And then, and Coach Chella comes out and it's like, 
they looked like a team that had three months off, like, you know, to rest up. And any of that fatigue that you saw Saturday night and going back into Thursday night, last Thursday night, seems long gone. So I think on paper and certainly maybe just in practice, um, I think Coachella's a much better team. Hershey, I was saying this, is a very well-conditioned team. It looked like that that was going to be their edge. They might be able to just simply wear down a a more skilled opponent. And yet, now we're coming down to game seven here, and you have a situation where Coachella, they have nothing left to save it for, right? Right. It's it's going to be empty the tank time uh, in game seven. And I think that's where Hershey, that's a real, that's a real, you know, dicey situation for them, you might say. So, like, um, if Hershey doesn't win this series, I think they'll look back at this game six and really kind of kick themselves because they had they had a lot of things going for them. They came in and they got a one nothing lead and they were dominating the first you know little bit there. And they just well, and they got that one nothing lead less like a minute and a half into the game. I mean, and a half seven shots in their first two minutes, first one fifty nine, and then was in fall. So I was going through those stats. Next 48 minutes and 23 seconds, they had eight shots. Hmm. So, you know, you essentially you matched in the last 48 minutes or so what you had done in the first two minutes, right? You know, like, right. And it's correct- just that level, like how the play tilted so much the other direction. I think that's, that's the thing I'm struggling to figure out with Hershey. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this was now the second time in the postseason that Hunter Shepard was pulled and Zach Fucali mm-hmm. came in in relief, correct? Yeah, correct. And really, you're probably going to make your case to pull him in games one and two as well. Um, you know, those were the, the 5 nothing and the 4 nothing games. Um, and I, I know everyone was saying, like, well, the scores didn't really reflect in those two games. I mean, I don't know. I was there, and I thought the scores more than reflected um, how those games were played. I mean... I think, frankly, had Shepard not been as good as he was those nights, game one could have been maybe six, seven, eight, nothing, and game two would have been five, nothing, you know, something along those mm-hmm. lines. So, um, I thought Coachella dominated those games, um, and I thought the scores were very reflective of that. So, yeah, it's just, it's a very, um, I don't know, like, I feel the difference between them is, is, we were talking this off the air, but Coachella, they can get away with mistakes because they just have the firepower to, to compensate for that. Whereas Hershey has to play a perfect game almost. And just, you know, one slip up here or there, and they just don't have the horses right now, scoring-wise. Especially with Mike Scarbosa out of the lineup. Um, he was kind of the, the guy that made everything work in that lineup. Right. Not since the Hartford series. They really have to work for all goals, and they've been they've been fortunate. They've been getting a lot of contributions from, especially the fourth line. Like the fourth line has been more than holding up their end of the bargain. Like you look at a player like Mason Morelli, right? Like he's been on the fourth line, right? And um, and yet he's you know he's a guy that really has kind of been the focal point in a lot of ways for the Hershey you know production, right? Like you know his tied for the team leading goals playing on the fourth line right mm. like so i look around and i'm like well where's joe snively where's you know um 
some of those, you know, Henry Borgstrom. Uh, I've seen Ethan Frank has been kind of a guy that's, you know, he got hot the last couple games in Hershey, but, you know, for most of the playoffs was very quiet, you know. So they just have to constantly, they have to work so hard for, for each goal. that I think that just wears the team down and, and, and just doesn't give them much, if any, margin for error. So I think that's the real big difference between the two teams. So you're saying that it's pretty difficult to determine who is more likely to win tomorrow night. <laughs> yes, you could say that. Yes, that would be a fair assessment. Uh, I think you have to, for me, I have to lean Coachella just in the sense home ice. Uh, it's a very, it's a very interesting building. Like, I don't know if it's the loudest building, but um, it's certainly like the most animated and the most lively. Like mm. the fans are just, they're worked up for everything. Like they do the wave, they, you know, uh, they cheer for almost everything, right? Like they're, mm-hmm. it's very, it's a very like a uh, very social environment. Like, okay. since, like there's a lot of like the standing bar areas kind of like, you know, lining around the ice. Mm-hmm. And, um, there's, you know, it's a younger crowd. That's the one thing I've really noticed. Um, so it's, it's kind of the thing to do in the area. Um, and so you kind of get that, that more that youthful energy in the building. Yeah. Um, and so, I think, yeah, I think for Hershey, that's just a tough environment, right? Like that Coachella team just feeds off that crowd. You know, like they have they have a connection that they've built with that fan base in the last six months since they first started playing in that building. And, um, you know, I think that's, that's, a, that's a huge difference. Like Coachella did not look like the same team in Hershey that they looked, that, that they have looked like out here in uh, Hackershire Arena. Hmm. Well, we've we've certainly said for a plenty long time now that uh, the Giant Center in Hershey should definitely be on the bucket list of any of any AHL hockey fan to visit because it's it's a it's a terrific building to to watch a game in. Um, but I think I'm hearing you say that Coachella Valley might need to be on that AHL hockey fan bucket list for a for a place to visit as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> facility. You know, top notch all the way. You know, either from a fan experience or just the player experience. Um, uh, and certainly, obviously, this is you know this is one of the big you know resort vacation um, sort of recreational destinations in the entire you know United States. Obviously, you know, I mean, there's hotels everywhere. I mean, it's 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 not like your typical AHL city. So yeah, certainly if you can uh, if you can make your trip work. Out to the beautiful Palm Springs, Coachella Valley, Valley area. Um, yeah, I would certainly heartily endorse that. <laughs> well, there you go. You heard it right from uh, right from the expert himself while he is sitting there in uh, in Palm Springs, uh, waiting anxiously for Game Seven, which takes place on Wednesday night, seven p.m. Pacific time, ten p.m. Eastern time. You can catch the action on the NHL Network. Uh, be sure you're following Patrick's uh, extensive, extensive on-site coverage on Twitter at P. Williams AHL. I have to say, stick tap to you. Your your coverage has been your cover. Everyone who listens to this podcast knows how much we respect your AHL coverage all year round. But your uh, for the for the conference finals and the and the Calder Cup finals, you've gone above and beyond. So kudos to you on a job well done. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. 
Um, and have safe travels back. And we look forward to you joining us again next Tuesday to fill us in on all of the goodies about uh, the championship game and uh, all of the all of the aftermath of who gets to lift the Calder Cup tomorrow night. Sounds good. Thank you. Well, a big thank you once again to Patrick Williams for taking time out of what is absolutely literally a jam-packed schedule for him as he is on the West Coast right smack in the middle between Game 6 and Game 7 of the Calder Cup Final. Uh, we appreciate his coverage. If you haven't followed him on Twitter already, do so at P. Williams AHL. Uh, he's had terrific coverage. I mean, he has terrific coverage of the AHL all season long, but uh, his coverage of the Calder Cup Final has been uh, incomparable. Uh, it's just been really tremendous. So be sure you follow him. And it is going to be one exciting show for Game 7. Uh, both of these teams fully deserve uh, to win this championship. It's going to be a bitter defeat for whichever one comes up just short. But it's going to be pretty special to watch. So be sure you check that out. Uh, it is available on the NHL Network. Uh, it, will be cast, it will be broadcast there as well. You don't have to have AHL TV to watch it. So check that out on Wednesday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific time. And uh, we thank Patrick for for joining us. And uh, he'll be back again next week when he's back on on East Coast time. And and he'll kind of give us the 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 full picture of what it's like after Game Seven out there in Coachella Valley. That's going to do it for us this week. Uh, I promised it was going to be kind of a short and sweet episode this week, as there was no new Laval Rocket news this week. The Habs had some news with shine, with signing Sean Monahan to his contract extension, but we'll get into that uh, in more detail on Habs Hockey Report on YouTube, and then Rick Stevens and Michael Spinella, of course, will will dive into that on the Canadians Connection podcast this week. So I highly su- suggest that you subscribe to both of those productions here from Rocket Sports Media. And then meet me back here again next week. It'll be the day before the draft begins. Uh, and it's uh, it's guaranteed to be uh, a, a very exciting week next week with the NHL awards and the NHL draft all taking place in Nashville next week. So you won't want to miss a minute of that. I thank you so much for being here. I look forward to talking to you again next week on another exciting episode of the Press Zone Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.